You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. My name is Scott Nerney. I grew up in Warwick and have been a homeowner for over 30 years in our lovely city. My goal with this podcast is to highlight what is special about Warwick and how you can get the most from our seaside community. This podcast is presented by the Varnum Military Museum, located just over the border in East Greenwich. Patrick and his staff have a fantastic museum. I must see a lot of information about Rhode Island residents, especially Warwick residents. Please, when you stop by, go on their Facebook page. Thank them for supporting our podcast. Our guest today is Mr. Henry Brown. He is the local Warwick historian and member of the Warwick Historical Society. We've invited him back to talk about Oakland Beach, the history of Oakland Beach, and how it's come to be what it is today. Mr. Brown, welcome back to the podcast. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, the area we know as Oakland Beach has a very interesting history. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about how it was originally settled and what it originally started as? Oh, yes, I'd be delighted. And uh, in 1842, uh, Samuel Gordon and his followers purchased the uh, great acreage of land we know is Warwick from uh, the Indian, uh, the Narragansett Indians, whose chief was my Antonomo. And one of the great interesting apostles was this apostle uh, of land jutting into Narragansett Bay, and uh, the bay provided a great uh, shellfish shellfish area for scallops and clams. And uh, so in uh, 18, around 1840, uh, William Henry Harrison was running for the president of the United States. And uh, they held a great rally. Uh, they say it was held at Buttonwoods, but there was a great dispute that it was really held at Oakland Beach. And uh, the sh- during his... Uh, the clam bake, they had uh, kettles of, of uh, chowder and uh, steamers and so forth. So that really put Oakland Beach, uh, so evidently Oakland Beach was then a, a very popular site for not only clamming and digging, but uh, for people just to enjoy the, uh, uh, the, the area. And because uh, it's bordering on Warwick Cove, and uh, Brushneck Cove. So a great, great access for small boats and a safe, safe anchorage for uh, all kinds of small craft and rich in shellfish. And in 1874, the land being so desirable uh, was purchased by a, a group uh, who constructed a large, the Oakland Beach Hotel. And the Oakland Beach Hotel was set on a high High, uh, the, one of the highest points of land at, uh, and Brushneck Cove, and uh, they developed uh, lakes for for boating, and they had walks, and uh, and it was just and the American Steamboat Company uh, uh, joined in, and they uh, erected a long dock so that steamboats could come from from Providence. And they also stopped at Rocky Point and uh, other various places on the on the bay. And so uh, Oakland Beach was a very, very desirable uh, location. In addition, the Warwick Railroad 
the Warwick Railroad was commenced, running from Providence to Oakland Beach. And once it crossed the Patuxent River in, in Warwick, it, uh, it ran along the shoreline as a single track, and it was a steam operated by steam engines. And it was uh, it was never too successful, owing to the high price, a high price of uh, of fares on the railroad. So they went through a number of bankruptcy. But by uh, 1903, the area had been electrified. A new company had purchased and put in electric electric cars. So we know today as those were were trolley cars. Sure. And the trolley cars. Then we're able to have fares within 15 cents. And uh, so the hotel, the hotel uh, uh, owning the area had also built a very large uh, chowder hall. And, uh, and there were a number of uh, amenities so that they became a very, very popular tourist site in the, in the 1870s and 80s and 90s. And uh, so... By 1903, the, the hotel burned to the ground, and that completely changed the uh, the, the Oakland Beach. Was and, that the, uh, the solder pot fire? It was a fire. Yeah, and destroyed the hotel. Wow. And uh, the also from another uh, site was the uh, Wetmore Military Field. And it was the training field. Rather than use, we know Quonset was used as a military training base, but before Quonset was uh, was Oakland Beach, right here in in uh, in Warwick, and just it was just amazing the the numbers of people that came, and uh, so after the fire, after the fire, the corporation that owned the uh, railroad, uh, the hotel. And uh, they expanded the land that was then flatted and sold off. And there were numbers of little summer cottages that were built strictly, strictly for summer. But as times got hard during, the, during the, the Great Depression and all, people then were forced to live in some of these summer houses. Uh, people were really destitute and so there were low, low, low-priced homes and rentals, and so the state and the agencies also then then selected these cheaper housing for people that were down on their luck, and so that uh, people that were destitute came to live in these uh, small summer cottages, and it was uh, it changed the whole concept of of Oakland Beach instead of, so that everything had been, all the commercial section had been wiped out and uh, things kind of uh, ho- ho- hobbled along before the hurricane, the hurricane, uh, 1938 hurricane that destroyed Oakland Beach. And during that hurricane, over 300 houses were demolished at Oakland Beach. They said the tidal wave was something like 30, over 30 feet high or something that swept in and it destroyed everything, including the, the yacht club. It was a great, great yacht club that had been moved from Providence. And uh, so everything was wiped out. Because uh, I remember in 1938, 
there was a Miss Florence Booth who was a postmistress at Oakland Beach, and my my mother uh, worked with Miss Florence Booth, uh, and uh, they they uh, people had lost their homes, and they made application for uh, for welfare and for loans and so forth. And my mother was, and Miss Booth then worked very diligently to to find housing and at, at Oakland Beach, and which they did. And so Oakland Beach community then, as I say, had had really had changed its character. But uh, and things were doing very very well. The the, the beach recovered somewhat. There was a uh, prior to the hurricane, there had been a roller coaster. Uh, there was a roller coaster. There was all sorts of uh, amenities and so forth. And with everything wiped out, uh, they had to begin again. So that after 38, or really 39, 1940, during those war years, it was uh, it was an undesirable place to go. And uh, bootlegging took place uh, illegal uh, during the Prohibition era, uh, era from 19. Uh, 1920s and 1930s, the uh, prohibition and and liquor flowed easily into uh, Oakland Beach, which was sold through speakeasies, and also great quantities were then uh, sold uh, uh, throughout the state and so forth. So that was a it was a rum runner's choice of <laughs> for uh, rum running was Oakland Beach. Oakland Beach, and also Rocky Point. And the uh, second hurricane in 54 also hit Oakland Beach, correct? Oh, and the the, the 54 hurricane that, that uh, occurred on the uh, end of July of 1954, and it was, the, the beach had just begun to recover. Sea walls were erected and so forth and buildings and fishing, fishermen and so forth. And again, uh, the, the 30 or 40 foot, I talked to one lady recently and she said the, uh, the house I lived in, she said the, the water came up and she was, she's maybe 2,000 feet back from the, uh, from the uh, water. And she said the water was, uh, was up to the second floor window of her house. But she said, my house wasn't damaged. She said, but the three rows, three double rows of houses with streets was completely wiped out in 1954. Wow. And it was absolutely devastating. And it was uh, as equally devastating as was the 1938 hurricane. And again, people had to start over again. And uh, so by the 1980s, 90s, the they, they began a reconstruction of the seawall. The government money flowed in. We have a lovely seawall today, and uh, and the uh, uh, we have uh, top of the bay, which is uh, a, a, called Cherry Stones, and a very very uh, uh, wonderful restaurant to go to. And across the st- right opposite, it was Iggy's Iggy's Doughboys. And uh, today, it's a real draw. 
my son Daniel and I were down in the area, and we said, oh, we'll stop and have some clam, uh, clam cakes and chowder and takeout. And there were 50 people already in line, and this was, uh, I mean, it was absolutely amazing. I just said, well, we didn't beat the crowds this time. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's, they're really popular and, and very uh, uh, great food there. And there was a carousel in Oakland Beach that was quite prominent for quite some time. Oh, yes, the carousel. Uh, the carousel, there was Joe uh, Carullo. And uh, Joe came to Oakland Beach uh, in the early 19, right after the f First World War. And uh, he developed, he had learned his trade as, a, as, a, as actually carving horses from Mr. Loof at the Crescent Park. And uh, so when he came to Oakland Beach, then he started, he built his own merry-go-round and he carved, he carved his own horses. And uh, I remember Joe very, very well. And Joe lived to be uh, 100 years old, I think. And uh, he was a delightful guy. And uh, he persevered. And of course, the movie houses that came down, and Joe also owned one of the movie houses. And and he said they have the uh, a single reel and so forth, and uh, with uh, someone playing a piano for for music, and it was quite different until the walk the talkies came in, and uh, so then after that the his the movie movie theater kind of dried up, but they did he uh, it was very successful right up until oh the up until the nineteen forties, and television killed everything. So that, but Joe was a, a great, great, uh, uh, very interesting guy. And uh, the, the horses, uh, some of the those Luft horses that just the carvings were beautiful. Everything was sold off and 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 gone to Chicago. Oh. So it was a great loss to Rhode Island. So Oakland Beach really came full circle from when we originally bought it through. Basically, today might be really the fourth version of it after the, the build-up, the two hurricanes, and what became uh, you know, more of a poverty area because of the welfare and the war and the hurricanes to what it is now as a vital part of the city with good businesses and attractions. I want to thank Mr. Henry Brown for spending some time with our audience today and sharing insights on Warwick life. It's a great time to be in Warwick, and for those not living the Warwick life, Come pay us a visit, take Mr. Brown's advice and his son, go to Iggy's and get some chowder and clam cakes, get there early because the lines will be long, and see all we have to offer. That wraps up another edition of Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. If you have any comments, content suggestions, or questions, drop us a line at warwicklife at gmail.com. Thank you to Tester Manuelian for our lead-in and closing music. She's a music major with an incredible career ahead of her. See you next time. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.